0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet, where we dare to talk about the important topics like space lasers and dragons and books and movies and television. I am Dan Selke, host of Winner, uh, the editor of WinnersComing.net. I'm here with Mia Johnson, the editor of DorksideOfTheForce.com. And if you like what we have to say, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. Mia, how are you doing on this pre-recorded episode of Take the Black Live?
1: Yeah, we're coming to you all from the past. I'm doing the pretty past. good. <laughs> we're getting to that point now. It's actually light outside, but in my place it looks dark and it's only like four o'clock. It so look dark. I am not. Well, I've got this the lights good. on. But That's I'm like, right. I'm not looking forward to this time of year where, you know, it's just starting. Yeah. To, <laughs> every day it's like you get less and less sunlight. Well, these past you two know.
0: days have been bizarrely warm, haven't they? I don't know yeah, what to do with myself. Been... I'm wearing short sleeves and shorts and flip flops. It's like <laughs> fine.
1: Well, what's the, the temperature right now? It says it's about, wow, 73 unless it hasn't updated in a minute. But yeah, it's been a bizarre it's this I think this just goes to show how bizarre this year has been. It's like Mother Nature's <laughs> it, it, like and it, it seventy-three degrees right. in November. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but but yeah. whether it's warm or cold, we are indoors watching television and movies oh, and yeah. such. And there's some good stuff coming out right now, Mia. We know that Mandalorian is on. And um over the weekend on um, Over the Pond. His Dark Materials, the HBO mm-hmm. program based on Philip Pullman's fantasy His Dark Materials beloved book trilogy, premiered its second season. The City of Magpies, the premiere is called. I watched the show the first season. I l- liked it. Didn't love it, but I liked it. Uh-huh. I like the books a lot, and I watched the premiere. And I just want to talk about it for a second to, um, right. to give you the give you the, give you the lowdown the 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 four one one. All right. The show is good. Like, this is an HBO BBC co-production show. Here's material material's about kind of like, um, it's, a, it's a fantasy book. You got like, kind of like a steampunky fantasy world. And we're at the point now where they're crossing between universes. Like, our universe is a thing, and Will Perry's uh-huh. from it. But then the other universe is all steampunky, where Lyra's from. And now the two characters have like crossed in and met in the middle in Chittagase. It might be how you pronounce the city where they meet. Um, this is good stuff from the books. This is uh, The Subtle Knife, which I think is probably the best book in the series. And it was solid. Um, my problem with, with the series in the first season was that they kept adding stuff they didn't need to add oh. from the books and kind of bloated it up. <laughs> yeah. Like the first book follows Lyra, who is Daphne Keene, um, mm-hmm. lo- uh, the uh, little girl from Logan and stuff from that. Um, she's solid. She's not amazing, but she's solid. But they kept, like, doing other stuff, and I don't know why. They were like, let's follow this boring character who has, like, a line in the books so we can fill up our episodes, I guess. Oh. Um, it It's already better because the second book is, like, denser and richer and, like, has more stuff for characters to do, so it doesn't feel as forced immediately. And, um, yeah, it's a lovely show to look at. Very kind of relaxed. the The whole series is kind of, like fantasy but like chill like oh. lord of the rings it, it, it's epic uh-huh. but the characters are like gonna stop to have tea every once in a while that kind of okay. uh feeling so not like, like very
1: it. high intensity sort of thing
0: it's it's not a game of thrones thing although th- they did add in some like uh some torture scenes in this one she tortures a witch Oh no. um ruth wilson's <laughs> mrs coulter i mean that happens in the book i, I just read it but they uh they they they, they got creative with the show adaptation but um, it was solid. I think it was. Um, I liked the first season. I thought it finished with its strongest note, and now they have the good book to adapt. So mm-hmm. I think they, if they just keep that up, it'll be good. It's it's a good show. It's not like a great show because the <laughs> like Lin Manuel Miranda is playing a Texan aeronaut, and it just. <laughs> I mean, he's a good actor, but it 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 just doesn't quite work.
1: Yeah. It, well, <laughs> I don't mean to. It's like that. in a cowboy I'm head like,
0: saying like, "Oh, shucks!" I'm like, I don't believe you.
1: Sometimes I even wonder, though, and I do love Lin Lin-Man- Manuel Miranda. I do too. I'm not so sure if I've liked. Maybe it's just his selection of roles so far. Hamilton, I've only seen basically off of Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sold. With him in the Mary Poppins, because I think that he was trying to do a Cockney accent, yeah, and it he wasn't was. working out. So it's kind of like maybe these roles are working against him. Like it's like, yes, Lin Manuel Miranda is awesome, but you can't shove him into every single role and just expect gold. You know, you kind of have I'm to work with to his strengths. He
0: he maybe shouldn't do accents. Because it doesn't yeah. seem to be like his, his real strength. Yeah, <laughs> like he's fine, and and Lyra's uh-huh. good, and the kid who plays Will, the other kind of main child character, um, Amir Wilson is 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 very good, be the best. Ruth Wilson, who you know, was on Luther and a bunch of other stuff, like the the redhead, is great yeah. as the malevolent evil mother, Mrs. Coulter. She's really really good, and they got James McAvoy in there as uh, her father, Lord Asriel. Although I think he's cut oh. from the season.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was like, that was kind of a big name to have. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that's like and... the biggest one. Yeah,
0: so far so good. I like the series. I like the books. Um, it, 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 it it, like hasn't like felt as like, like palpitating as I think it should. But then again, mm-hmm. the books again, like are kind of chill in the first place. Maybe that's what, the way <laughs> it goes. I suppose it's less bloated this time around. And so far, I think it is.
1: Are okay, you interested well, at all,
0: Mia? This this ring any bells for you?
1: Still not selling me, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> Texas Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think that was kind of the nail in the cough. No.
0: Apparently, they're like really big in Britain, the books. Um, oh, yeah. They're like the Lord of the Rings of Britain, although Lord of the Rings is British, too. Whatever. Anyway, it's a fine yeah. show. Um, and if you wondering why we're not talking to your comments, we are pre-recorded. I'm sorry about that. Um, anyone who's watching us live. Yeah. Anyway, Mia, I think we're both also watching The Mandalorian
1: mm-hmm. um, on
0: Disney+. Plus. What do you think of the second episode, The Passenger?
1: Yeah. Well, last week we had this conversation about, is The Mandalorian too slow? It and I'm did. still... This is something I'm still trying to grapple with because it is just so foreign to me now. Um, basically, this was... If you want to call it a filler episode, sure, you know, it it has all these, you know, any sort of name, but, you know, it was an episode where the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda are still trying to find Mandalorians, but in order to do that, they had to pick up this frog woman and <laughs> escort her on his ship to another Did planet. You have a and name, or is it just frog? It's Lady? just it was literally just Frog Lady. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just like they are really vague It'd on work. the names, the child, the armor, the client. I kind of like it. It's it's you know <laughs> yeah, not
0: with that. the frog. One.
1: <laughs> um, and so basically, the whole episode was them trying to have safe passage to this planet. They end up getting sidetracked by the Rebel Alliance, and then they crash into this cave. And there's a bunch of giant spiders. They defeat the spiders, and that's that's the episode, basically, in a nutshell. Um, another monster of the simple. week, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, the monsters were good. Like the, the show never comes uh, visuals. Like those spiders are pretty freaky, like Lovecraftian uh, yeah. Yeah. ice spiders, biggest hounds. They remind me of like the the Game of Thrones kind of legends, ice spiders, biggest hounds, and they're and, and they're and they're spooky. I mean, like the little what do you call that? Like a weird alien kind of snout mandible tooth mm-hmm. thing i will agree that this episode was i mean i love like the la- the first one told like a full story
1: like yeah. there was a full
0: arc for Cobb vanth you met him you learned his backstory he learned a lesson about working with tuscan raiders like there was a whole <laughs> thing and they killed a giant monster here was more you're right it did feel a little more filler like they had a little scrape and no one really learned much of anything yeah I did like... I mean, there are some very cool bits. Um, it's cool that, like, the New Republic are basically cops being like, eh, pull over, <laughs> sir. Can I get less registration? Might as be with you. Yeah. Um, that was cool. <laughs> I thought that was fun.
1: Yeah, and that was Dave Filoni um, as one of the, the pilots. That was a nice little cameo, which I didn't know what he looked like. So when I found out the next morning, I was like, oh, okay. Nice to see him there. Yeah, uh, But yeah... I agree it's it's filled with its moments you know like Mando trying to escape and they're like not so fast and then getting his butt. I like that you know um mic drop by the rebel you know New Republic when he's like why don't you help me patch up your ship and they're like why don't you fix your comms so we don't have to pull you over again and it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> so it's like for me there is a lot of good writing here there is yeah, a there lot is. of good storytelling here but like I, I think they're
0: just like like said, may the force be with you. Like, yeah, oh, ne- I love that. He never said that, but like <laughs> yeah. he knows. Oh, these cops are are, are uh, like that, so I better play yeah.
1: along. <laughs> yeah, I love that, and uh, I don't know. So, oh, also the Baby Yoda moments too. Those were some oh, really cute Baby Yoda moments, and you. He I feel like we never people. really. <laughs> he eats little creatures. We've seen that before with the frogs, and yeah, you that's know. Funny. Um, So I like seeing Baby Yoda be a little more curious, and I guess, to me, that did feel like a, hey, let's, you know, really put him front and center this episode. Oh, totally. Um, But again, still not a lot of substance because they really left you off on that cliffhanger. I thought they were at least going to make it to the planet at the end of the episode, Mm -hmm. and then you leave off on that cliffhanger. They're like, no, you just have to wait till next week. (laughs) I mean. I
0: wouldn't call it a cliffhanger because I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not like they, like, what will happen next week? Like, they'll be fine. They're in, like, a junky kind of spaceship and it's going to use repairs, but they'll be fine in the cockpit, getting cozy. I don't know whether they're <laughs> going to shower or use the bathroom, but whatever. That's probably going to be yeah. between episodes. Um, I liked it, but it, it, you're right. It, it was less uh, substantive than last week, which, again, I, I didn't mind that the last one stood alone because it was, like, a full thing. This one kind of felt more like they were on their way somewhere, and it was fun to watch them, but it's it's not quite complete yet.
1: Yeah. Now, Google does, they were reliable last week with the chapter synopsis, even though it wasn't what we thought it was, because they they tricked us. But the chapter, the synopsis was still correct. So the chapter 11 synopsis is out. The
0: synopsis Um, is right, but not the title.
1: Yeah, the titles I'm completely throwing out of like that was junk. <laughs> so it's like some rumors you can take, some you can't. Right. Uh, chapter eleven synopsis says the Mandalorian braves high seas and meets unexpected allies.
0: So I'm okay, like, it is this going to be
1: the episode. It has to be the boat episode. It's got to be. It better be. <laughs> and then they're like I,
0: going through like all like the terrain. We got desert. We got ice. We got I water. Know. I, I I guess they're just going to keep doing that until we go through, you know, lava world, giant world, and so on and so forth until he beats Bowser.
1: Oh, yeah, having fun. And they can do whatever they want because they've got that big giant screen that they film on. It's they can be pretty much, you know, anywhere in the, the galaxy, quote unquote. But this one, it looks like episode 11 is going to make some progress if they're meeting allies. It sounds like there's going to be some progression there. So cool. I'm hopeful for that.
0: I did love Frog Lady um, hopping around as they ran. <laughs> that was great. That was my favorite bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. And they brought back, um, oh, my goodness, Richard Ayo- Ayo- Ayo, yeah, from from... IT, IT crowd, crowd yeah. to be the voice of the little the the robot that he salvaged so I and like, amy, oh, sedaris. I like that little... amy sedaris is a full-on supporting character <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> i love
0: amy sedaris from way back from strangers with candy days like she i think she's great and um i think it's wonderful that she has a bit part yeah. in the biggest star yeah. wars series ever to be made so good for you amy sedaris,
1: mm-hmm. I hope keep, it
0: sedaris. keep it up um all right any other comments about what you're watching watch anything else
1: You know what? I tried. I legitimately tried to watch The Expanse um, over the weekend. Did not. The first episode did not. Not to say it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It was kind of not. I really didn't have any expectations. uh, But it just didn't catch me the way I thought it would. I might. Maybe I'll force myself to watch another episode. um, But it didn't really seem to establish like what you know, what they were trying to set up for the season. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are they getting at? There's a lot going on. So I know there's, they're going on like season five. So I'm like, there has to be something that has people coming back for more. I don't want to just bash it after watching one episode. <laughs> oh, um, go ahead. Right. <laughs> but I, I didn't, I, I didn't really get the first episode. So I don't know. I don't know. That's, I, I wanted to report back on that because I had, you know, we were talking so much about it that I was like, I'll give it a little bit of a chance. Um, But now, yeah, we'll have to see if I keep going.
0: I will say... I'm in the middle of season two now, and only now do I actually want to watch the next episode. It took me, like, a full half year of, like, watching one. Let's try another one of The Expanse, like, every few weeks at, like, out of obligation. But I will say, now, middle season two, I'm actually kind of, like oh, what happens to her or him or him next? Yeah. So I'm actually into it a little bit now, but it took a while to get okay. to a yeah, point. Yeah, I wonder, where was I wonder like
1: if, if that's the reason it picked up and then that's kind of why people started getting hooked.
0: Um, I mean, some shows do that, you know? Some shows have like crappy first seasons. and well, Again, not not crappy, but um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I don't know, like first seasons that maybe don't live up to their full potential and then they kind of gain steam as they go along.
1: Yeah, yeah. And some
0: of like the Mandalorian where you right hot out of the gate.
1: Yeah. It almost gave me the feel of um oh my goodness. The I were the, the one where the people are stuck on the train, Snowpiercer. I don't oh, know yeah. why. What it, it was kind of the sure. same like society. They're all kind of if you're on that planet, you're kind of stuck in there and there's no place to go. Um yeah, I just don't I I don't know. So I'll still keep my eye on that. Maybe there's hope that I can push through <laughs> into <a> season two.
0: <laughs> we'll check back in some time. <laughs> All right, uh, before moving on, um, I, oh, I forgot to say that in up Materials, the girl who plays Lyanna Mormont, Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones, is um, one of the Lord of the Flies type uh, uh, rambunctious children, because the whole thing uh-huh. is they're in a city with no grownups because they were all taken, taken by the specters, and they'll Ooh. get into that later. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she goes full Lord of the Flies, I believe. That'll be fun. Um. Anyway, speaking of Game of Thrones, we had a Mormont Bella Ramsey. We have a little um Game of Thrones corner here because ge- guess what, Mia? Oh, um, what's up? A Song of Ice and Fire author George R. R. Martin, pictured here wearing a hat, um,
1: wrote some File more things. Photo.
0: <laughs> hey, look! I, I-, I figured like. If we're going to do this again and talk about George R. R. Martin once again saying, like, I'm working on the book and that's it, I might as well find a cool picture of him with a funny hat on. <laughs>
1: Sorry, go ahead. Because,
0: okay, I just slipped, didn't I? George R. R. Martin wrote about the Winds of Winter, how it's going along. And I mean, I, I struggled to make this story entertaining. Like, he, he said he's doing it, but it's not done. Like, that's always what he says. He says, it's still not done, but I do inch closer. It's a big book. I try not to dwell on that too much. I write a chapter at a time, a page at a time, a sentence at a time, a word at a time. It is the only way, and sometimes I rewrite. Of late, I've been spending a lot of time with the Lannisters, First Tyrion in particular. I've also been a difficult to Dorne and dropped into Old Town a time or three. And, eh, I mean, it, it kind of goes out like that. He says that he, you know, is revisiting older chapters, rewriting, which is something he does. I'm not sure a lot of writers do that. Like, a lot of writers kind of, um, the Expanse writers, for example, Mm-hmm. um you know they, they they outline and then they write and they don't really look back martin does this weird thing where like he writes his books and then halfway through if he like i want to change everything about chapter two he just does it and then yeah. he has to like change everything that means after like three four five six yeah. ten eleven Oof. i haven't heard of that being done a lot honestly among writers but that's the way he does it
1: yeah it's an interesting approach. I do know that as, you know, a creator, whenever you're writing or just doing anything, the more you get into it, you're like, this latest work is the best because I'm finally doing and get into it. And then when you look back at the first stuff, like maybe the first chapters or how you started, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this was really awful. How could I have written that? There's no substance to it. It's not as strong as my first stuff. So maybe that's how he's feeling. Maybe I don't know. Could it's be. hard to tell.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're we're not going to spend too much time on this because, again, it's pretty much the same thing as yeah. always. Um, it's coming along. <laughs> it's not done. He's picking up steam. He says House of the Dragon, the Game of People show, is um, <laughs> casting. All looks very exciting, which is good. So that show is going ahead. I'm sure it'll be over and done with before Martin releases uh, his final book in the series.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. That's, a, that's about it for that. I also, I also <laughs> don't want to spend that much time because <laughs> no. I, I feel Breaking like there's news. not there is a no lot news. to say. I think you yeah. have the same pillow that I have on my couch in my living room. That like red gold embroidery thing.
1: It's like a well a orangish red gold, yeah.
0: I'll I'll bring one in
1: next time. I can't leave now. Let's do I it, yeah. I've got it from but. Home Goods, so Pretty good. <laughs> no sponsorship here, just just letting y'all know.
0: <laughs> Way fair. Um <laughs> all right. So let's talk about a bit of a serious topic. If if you're down for some for some hard oh, discussion. Yeah, yeah, let's
1: transition.
0: Alright, so I think it was late last week, over the weekend, late last week, um, Johnny Depp, Noted Thespian, the star of such films as Pirates of the Caribbean and uh,
1: the Sweetie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate <laughs> yeah.
0: Factory. Yeah.
1: Decorated career.
0: Oh, there's very decorated career. Um, he's been embroiled in a scandal for the past, like, three years. Basically, his ex-wife Amber Heard accused him of um, being abusive, and they divorced. Eventually, he like came around and accused her of being abusive back. It's very, very messy. He was suing The Sun, a British tabloid, for calling him a wife-beater in an article, and he lost. Basically, mm-hmm. the judge said, I mean, I believe the testimonium is Heard. That's an accurate term. It's not libelous or slanderous. I forget which one is which. Yeah. Um, so he lost, and, like, immediately after that, apparently, that loss was the straw that broke the camel's back at Warner Brothers, and they asked him to resign from his role as the evil wizard, Gellert Grindelwald, in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series. So, this... Okay, first question first. Just, what's the reaction to that? Good move, bad move, inevitable move? They should have done us, like, eight... Like a year ago, move.
1: Yeah, it was surprising, and I think Fantastic Beast. Either it could have been way back when the first movie started, whenever their whole you know lawsuit and divorce you know allegations started coming out. Yeah, but I do remember as long as Johnny Depp was cast in Fantastic Beast from the beginning, people were very questioning of him being in this movie. Um, I
0: was. It might have been even before, like, the yeah. scandal even broke. We're like, really?
1: Yeah. Because I think there was something about, I, like, literally just read where J.K. Rowling a while ago had defended the casting choice and yeah. she was like, you know, we're going to continue to keep him. Like, they did two movies with him and they were right into filming the third one. Yeah. Um, and they got a lot of heat for that, <laughs> that, you know, now it, it's taken them this long to, to act.
0: Yeah, like, it, I think that the third one filming, like, was when they already knew, like, you know, it, it, a lot of the facts had come out. I mean, I will say, like, I, I don't remember if The scandal broke when the first one hit theaters. I, I honestly don't remember. I do remember being in the theater. I watched, I, 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 I didn't see the second one. Yeah. And he's only in the first one for, like, a brief second. Like, yeah. at, 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 at the very end. And when he showed up, people in the theater laughed. Just because... Really? <laughs> yes, I'm not kidding. It was like a, what? What is yeah. Johnny Depp doing here? Like, it was kind of distracting right from the get-go. Yeah. And this is like before any of the Scandal stuff hit. So it was all way to a station. And then after all that happened, um, I don't know, frankly, it seemed like a good idea to maybe maneuver things earlier than this. Mm-hmm. And also, this franchise might be the most scandal-prone franchise currently in the movies. Yeah. I mean, every movie franchise is, like, in hot water right now because of COVID and everything. Although, you know, cross your fingers for that vaccine, I guess. Hopefully that goes well. well I'm not certainly hoping for it. Um, I mean, like, we have Johnny Depp embroiled in an abuse scandal and fired two movies out of five movies in – and yeah. like, are, are they going to recast him? Are they going to rewrite it? I have no idea. I mean, actually recast. They, 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 they have to. He's like the villain. Um, So they have him being fired. They have J.K. Rowling, who earlier this year got into huge hot water by, I'll say it again, like basically becoming um, the leader of the anti-trans movement around the world, <laughs> and like declaring yeah. herself an out-and-proud transphobe in, like, the, the most bald terms possible. Like, not, like, little hints. Like, yeah. here's everything I think in voluminous detail about it. Yeah. To the point where, like, it's really hard to give the benefit of anything anymore. Um, And then the movies themselves have been, like, they still made money, but the second less than the first. And apparently they're really bad. Like, they were reviewed horribly. <laughs> Nobody liked yeah. them. So, I, okay, so so here's a question. All this is going on. What about the option of just like, maybe we could just stop? Like, maybe (laughs) just don't make more.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is, I was never on board for the first movie anyway. And I love Harry Potter. I'm pretty, you know, decently big Harry Potter fan. Um, and the first episode, or, uh, movie rather, mm. I was so disappointed because it just failed to grasp my attention at like it any minute. Like,
0: okay, like yeah. I saw it. I mean, and and folk like it a lot more than the second one, which I did not see.
1: Which because, is interesting, right, though, because like,
0: it wasn't really. It wasn't like oh, I gotta see the sequel to this. It was like just <laughs> yeah. that was. I guess it was. Okay.
1: Yeah, I did though. I did enjoy the the sequel a little bit more and enjoy. You know, when we're we're comparing oh, really? the two, is not. Not by that much more of a margin. I think they did introduce a better story and a better mystery. Okay. But the pro- okay. my problem was with the second movie is that they saved, like, the biggest, most compelling, most interesting part for the very end. And that, that one, literally, you left off on a cliff. Well, not literally on a cliffhanger, but figuratively <laughs> on that cliffhanger sure, um, because, you know, you there was this mystery about dumbledore and about grindelwald and you know can they defeat each other and Mm -hmm. oh ezra miller's character too who he had that whole video scandal come out where he was like either in a fight with a fan or it it, it was just looking really ugly for ezra miller too (laughs) at a point in his career um so yeah definitely a very sort of messy Franchise, and I have never really been in favor of this being a five part series. I think that's overdoing it. I think three what? would be enough. They did The Hobbit in was it three or four? It was three, and Turn it was bad. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even that was overdoing it. So, like, and of the course, a The a great story. But you
0: managed to kill it. <laughs> yeah.
1: <Dang>. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, especially because there is no, you know, Harry Potter was adapted. You had all seven books, mm-hmm. almost like Game of Thrones, right? You had something to go off of with this. Sure, yeah. I mean, like seven kind of books,
0: like, make out of every book.
1: Yeah, you're making it up on the fly. And now you have to deal with, okay, Johnny Depp is stepping down. Is the I think the story is worth recasting him just because it was really hinging itself on. It like moved away from... Um, new you know eddie redmayne and his character and it was more about mm-hmm. what's up with dumbledore and grindelwald which is kind of interesting because i think was kind of supposed weird. to be the main like, character but well, now yeah, i'm, I'm like, just like i'm spiraling <laughs> okay so, yeah.
0: so so do you think that it's worth recasting moving on or, or 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 might you join the the people who are just saying like why don't we just stop just like cut um, our losses, call it a bad Harry Potter spinoff series and move on with our lives.
1: I think Warner Brothers can go ahead. I would like to see them maybe just have this be the third and final movie. Okay. Honestly, I think that's kind of a nice meeting in the middle to me because I would love to see this plot line get resolved. It was really interesting. and I, I hated that it was going to take so long for me to find out. But, yeah, at the same time, it's, like, it is getting really muddled and, you know, all these things are, it's are only just really weighing in. it down. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, talk about hubris, really. I mean, just, it's like you said, like, The Hobbit at least had a book to stretch out yeah. until you killed it. Like, here, <laughs> they really want to go, like, we want to make five freaking movies. Yeah. Take a weekend come up with something. Like, oh, my God, they had nothing. <laughs> like, try to just make a movie and see if it hits, and Then make a sequel to it. Or if you have something like, Which, like, like have a base of some kind. It yeah. was, th- th- this always seemed a little doomed to fail.
1: Yeah. And that's reminding me of Star Wars because the biggest, with the sequel series Whoa. at least, everyone's biggest problem was there was no game plan. Game plan was like the word of the week for, especially by the time we got to The Rise of Skywalker because it really felt like they were all making it up on the fly. And we had two different scripts for episode nine, the Colin Trevorrow script, and then the J.J. Abrams and whoever he had partnered up with. So it was really like that, you know, there was no basis to create your story on. You know, you didn't have a roadmap. You didn't have this thing to plan it out. And that's, to me, kind of feels as well where the Fantastic Beasts one It just,
0: just goes to show you, um, I think a lot of studios are saying, like, let's make money and then uh-huh. figure out. What to actually sell later is what (laughs) it feels like. And it feels like a lot of the time. Yeah. All right. So that's a disaster. Um, Yeah. And we didn't
1: even mention the, what is it? The $10 million that he still gets to walk away with because of his contract.
0: (laughs) Just kind of makes me a little (laughs) mad. I mean, I know that's how it works, but. Okay. I I, I don't want to get too political or anything, but Tim. No, don't get $10 million yeah. for filming one yeah. scene that's not even going to be used. I'm sure you I already have were, $10 million.
1: On something they were like, there could have been something like a morality clause that well, maybe could have. Because, right, there um, wasn't. Like, I was yeah, like, I've never lo- heard of that lo- before.
0: Lo- most uh, big name actors don't have to have one, mm. which is bizarre. Like It's like, I have a lot of power, so I don't... I I, I I don't want to be bounded by good decision making or morality, yeah. <laughs> and I can and I'm famous enough and rich enough to get away with that. I mean, it's kind of insidious, yeah. really.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: morality causes in general sound a little creepy, but so does getting out of them by having a lot of money. And yeah. this can get more money through this. Eh, the whole thing is kind of gross. Yeah, I can just cut our losses and run. But um, for Harry Potter fans out there, keep the faith. I guess. Hang on. But something way cooler, Mia, than the movies that are based on a non-existent book is a book written by someone that we both know very personally. Why don't you take this, Mia? Who am I talking
1: about? Wow. Well, that person that we both know is me. <laughs> so, yeah, big surprise. I had this secret project that I was working on. Um Uh, And I'll cut right to the chase. It's a commemorative book for Chadwick Boseman called Chadwick Boseman, Forever Our King. Um, And yeah, it was it's one of those things where, you know, it's a bittersweet thing to be approached to write. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I was happy to know that I had this opportunity to honor him. So what it is, is it is a it's a book. Also sort of like a magazine, there's tons of pictures about his life as mm-hmm. an actor. Being in Marvel, of course, was <laughs> one of my favorite things to write. And, yeah, it's just a beautiful look back at his life um, and all the things that he done, you know, up until his unfortunate death um, a little earlier this year. So that is actually out now. You all can get it. It's on Amazon. It should be on on bookshelves, too. <laughs> really soon we work. I worked. I cool. worked with... Um, our publisher to kind of you know make sure they're really good at this too, triumph books to make sure that it hits shelves it could get hit target um and Ooh. apparently our um beloved josh hill already got a copy <laughs> before <Of course>. me <laughs> he was reading it this sunday <laughs> and nice. i was like i haven't even gotten my shipment yet so it, it's it's out there somewhere y'all can go grab it <laughs>
0: that's very very cool how did it come together how did that happen
1: Yeah, so Triumph Books is an indie book publisher out here in Chicago. They are literally like around the corner from our Fansighted office. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is an editor who uh, worked with Fansighted previously. Now she works there. And she, you know, was able to help recommend me to be a writer for this, you know, project that they were doing. So I wrote this thing in like two weeks. It was a really (laughs) quick turnaround to get... Like 15,000 words out. What was that like like at nights? Yeah, I was writing at nights and Mm. I'm a night owl anyway. So I think I would be doing like the midnight to 3 a.m. shift (laughs) trying to, (laughs) you know, write and do all my research. And it's amazing. Like you think you know everything about somebody until you really start digging down. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that he had all these roles and that he worked with all these people. So I found out a lot of stuff about him and I, you know, hope Everyone else finds out a lot of stuff about him too. So I wish I had a copy of it to hold up, but. Yeah, I'll have to break into Josh Hill's apartment to <laughs> hold up a cop. <laughs> Don't quote me on that one, though. I'm, we, I'm we a clean author, I'm a nice author. Breaking into Josh yeah. Hill's
0: apartment.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited good. that it's finally out. This was back in September when I started writing it. So. It's a long, long publishing process.
0: Yeah, incredibly cool. Chadwick Boseman, Forever Our King, out now on Amazon and wherever books are sold, yes. maybe.
1: Yes, yeah, so if there's requests, then maybe I'll do the audiobook as well. We've got this oh, nice so mic. I'll do some ASMR. <laughs> be nice. But, yeah.
0: Is there anything else before we head out, Mia, that you want to touch on?
1: Mm, no. Oh, Entertainment Weekly had that awesome WandaVision feature. They didn't reveal a um a date for right. that though.
0: They did not know, which is a little weird, right? I mean, yeah. we know it's in December, but I mean, what's the holdup? I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I
1: don't did. I know when they did the Mandalorian, it was kind of this big too. I don't know if they had a re- date reveal for that. So I'm, yeah, I'm sure it'll be coming soon. So it was oh, really yeah. cool. They had some pictures. They had interviews. It's very that cool. Stuff.
0: That show looks still off the hook and bizarre yeah. and kind of risky in the best way. Like the, the the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe television show is going to be a sitcom, like time hopping sitcom themed <laughs> yeah. intimate comedy. That's like parodying. I love Lucy and leave it to Beaver and Full House. Which are mm-hmm. like, which are things like I'm sure that a lot of people who are in the Marvel movies don't even know about,
1: right? <laughs> and like,
0: like it's it's risky, it's weird. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there'll be more to it. I'm sure there's a reason why all that's happening, but it looks like, the, but it looks like they throw you in the deep end, which yeah. is going to be a fun thing to puzzle out, and it seems like animated by a real passion for that kind of old.
1: Oh, sitcom yeah. TV show and they, they said it was filmed in front of a live audience or I'm assuming the at least one. the segments where it's on the yeah I was like whoa they you know audience obviously had to sign an NDA and stuff like that I was like oh that's really cool yeah
0: <laughs> I'm incredibly intrigued so yeah I am all over WandaVision totally watched that looks interesting looks uh bold and I mean I, I it's proof that uh, even within a company like Disney you can still be a little creative and get a little fun which I mean is kind of Kevin Feige's whole thing, right? Like working yeah. within like there's no bigger machine than the Marvel Cinematic universe in terms of you have to hit all these hit all these like markers and you have to manage mm-hmm. these like eighty six thousand characters across fifty films. Um I'm sure there'll be more by this time in a couple <laughs> of years. But um finding ways to like be creative in that. And he seems to just yeah. really maneuver that really yeah. well. And this is a good example of that.
1: Oh yeah, what's your secret, Kevin Feige? Let us know. What's your well,
0: apparently he watched like um, old, like Nick at Night things, Me Too um, <laughs> things uh, before work, old sitcom episodes, which is what made yeah. him happy throughout the day. So, we'll meet here next week, people who are watching. Maybe try that, see if it improves your mood. I'll try it too. And we'll be back next week, next Wednesday, with more news, reviews, impressions of things we're watching, um, takedowns of you know, beloved public media figures, discussions of authors who may or may not give us same up as we've heard before, space lasers, dragons, sci-fi, fantasy, TV movies, books. It's all here. It's all happening on Take the Black Live. See you next week, Wednesday at 4 p.m. live on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and YouTube channel. Goodbye and have a wonderful night. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansiming. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.